0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,667. Today we're talking about men's styling in cars. Everyone's crazy about a sharp-dressed man. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Yeah. hello inspiring automotive enthusiasts and welcome to cars yeah i'm revved up and very excited today because we're gonna have a very different kind of show for you today i'm in chicago with a good friend a new good friend who is gonna style me up her name is brooke price hey brooke welcome to cars yeah are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride
1: I sure am. Hi, Mark.
0: Oh, hi. We're going to have some fun today. Now, before I introduce you and we kind of dive into what you do, what's one little thing that most people may not know about you, Brooke?
1: Well, um, <laughs> well, one thing is that my dad is a minister. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah.
0: What kind of minister?
1: Yeah, he um, he actually just retired. He was a Christian non-denominational minister for about 40 years, Wow. Um, has every degree in the book. And um, you know he has his law degree, he has his master's, his doctorate, very, very intelligent man. And um, he was a full-time minister. And so I was a, I was a PK, a preacher's kid. <laughs> well, that's cool. You know,
0: people like your father go into that service really to help people. And what a wonderful and rich life. I'm sure there's a lot of great things he taught you as a mentor and as a father about helping people caring for people. And isn't it funny that your career has evolved into something where you do help people, you help them be better, you help them perform better, feel better, look better. Uh, I think it's great. So uh, something kind of rubbed off on you there.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I know, I there's a lot of, um, a lot of fun aspects to my, you know, to my profession. And I think that one of them definitely is, you know, the outcome. And when you're able to, you know, help someone just feel look better, you know, kind of perform better in life.
0: Absolutely. Well, let me give Brooke a proper introduction and then we're going to dive into some questions here. Brooke Price is a men's wardrobe stylist and has been curating the wardrobe of successful men in America for over 12 years. She anticipates their needs. She knows their sizes and lifestyle, optimizing how her clients are viewed by others. To achieve even greater success in their business and in their personal lives. Brooke has worked with major brands in marketing and advertising, including some very well known automotive marks, McLaren, Rolls Royce, Aston Martin, and some of those fashionable marks such as Gucci, Herm- Hermes, Hermé. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna see if I cannot butcher the next one. Hermandildo Zegna, Did I do okay? You did good. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And uh, every year you'll find her in Europe attending all the men's fashions weeks from London to Milan to Paris. Of course, she works on the West Coast and on the East Coast today. As I said, she's in Chicago talking with me, helping her clients with truly VIP experiences. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Brooke, but first a word from our very valued sponsors that make this show possible. So put on your best tie, sit up straight, get polished. We'll be back in just a minute. Did you know the most damaging thing to your vehicle's interior is the sun? Those harsh UV rays damage your interior over time, they crack your dash, they fade the colors, and the heat makes getting into your favorite ride downright unbearable. My friends at Covercraft have the perfect solution for you. Their sunscreens are easy to use, they take seconds to install and remove and protect your vehicle while parked in the sun. They fold up easily and store away for those times you don't want to use your car cover. I have one for every one of my vehicles and you should too. They come in a variety of colors and options featuring an accordion design that makes unfolding and folding them a breeze. Want to give a gift that keeps on giving? Buy a Covercraft sunscreen for your family members and friends. They'll thank you for it every time they park their vehicle. They're custom made to fit almost any vehicle. Check out Covercraft.com for a huge number of styles, colors, and options. And here's something special from me here at Cars Just for you. Use the code YAH120 at checkout at covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your covercraft order. Go to covercraft.com, and use the code YEAH120 at checkout and you get 10% off. You can thank me later. Covercraft, they've got you covered. I found a new way to protect my vehicle. American Collector's Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collectibles of automobilia and automotive collectibles? If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool automotive collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting us automotive enthusiasts since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI. Yeah, that's 866-224- 9324 and protect the ones you love. I did American Collectors Insurance, classic car and collectible insurance designed by collectors for collectors, just like you and me. (laughs) All right, we are back. I'm sitting up straight. You know, I, I was really worried about what to wear today, so I look. I hope I'm looking okay. As we continue on your journey, Brooke, I want to start with a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that perhaps has been instrumental in how you help people and what you do in your life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational attire smoking or the tie knot just perfect here on Cars. Yeah, so Brooke, grab the wheel.
1: <laughs> so I think, you know, there there are several, but I think one that I am kind of um, referencing more now uh, as I'm, as I'm branching out, you know, in, in things that I'm doing with, um, you know, with styling would be, you know, I think it's Facebook's motto, you know, move fast, break things, or maybe it's Google, (laughs) but, you know, I think not letting the small things get in your way and not feeling like things have to be perfect before you release them to the world or before, you know, before you make it, you know, before you, before you, you know, pen them out. Right. And so, yeah.
0: Well, you know, that's a challenging thing. I, I sense that you're a bit like me, a perfectionist. Yes. (laughs) Especially when it comes to a career dealing in looks, I worked in advertising and marketing for much of my life. And so I would always get kind of wrapped around the axle sometimes with specific things that were going on. Let's say events that were happening at our facility or a photo shoot, or writing copy, and I would get stuck on all these things, and it would kind of stop me from progressing. It would kind of get me all anxiety, and I'd always look at people around me that could kind of just sit back, and I, in a way, I was kind of frustrated with them, but also in awe of them, that they could be relaxed and casual, and I think I took it for they didn't care, but in most cases they did care. They just didn't allow that to get in the way or so. So what are some of the tools that you've used to help you move past what could be deemed an obstacle for us perfectionists?
1: You know, yeah, I think just kind of remembering that getting it out there is better. You know, even if it's not perfect, you can always fine tune it. And then, um, you know, there's a gentleman that's kind of of been mentoring me, which is I highly recommend anyone that's, you know, in the middle part of their career, just anyone in general, having a mentor is, has been very, very helpful for me. Um, but you know, he, he's given me books to read. And one of them, you know, I've been reading is, uh, the lean startup like Greece yeah. and, you know, kind of, you know, starting things, just getting them out the door and then, you know, getting feedback and using that feedback to, to fine tune things rather than, you know, creating a finished product. And then, you know, realizing, Oh crap, you know, it, it's not, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not what, it's not what the audience wanted. So, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I know when I started this podcast, I was so concerned about everything being perfect. And and I kept I had some people that were helping me as well and other very successful podcasters. And they just kept saying, just start. Mm-hmm. You'll correct and fix along the way. And as long as you just keep going, your flaws and your flubs will be long forgotten. Because especially in this day and age. Pretty much after twelve hours, people don't even remember what happened. So
1: yeah, other things going on.
0: Yeah, everybody. Yeah, it's always we, we're the ones that get caught up. Well, I want to uh, dive into some questions here about your business. And uh, the first and foremost is the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room. This little thing called COVID. How has that affected your business this year? How have you learned to work around the challenges and restrictions? And first and foremost, most importantly, have you been healthy? Your friends, your clients, and people around you. Everybody doing okay?
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, actually been very lucky, you know, and I travel quite a bit. So that was always, you know, that that's, you know, how am I going to continue doing that? Um, but no, everyone in my family has been fine. Um, I've had a couple of friends that have had it in LA, but you know, but they've ended up being fine. So yeah, I've been very lucky on that
0: front. That's great. Well, let's talk about your business then. I want you to really explain in depth what it is you do, because when you first approached me, my first question was, okay, what does this have to do with cars? (laughs) And uh, I said, it's great what you do. And I kind of thought, well, you know, most of my listeners are men. I do have a fair number of women, but women in many cases, my wife included, have helped me break out of my old staunchy modes of what I wear. I tend to wear the same thing over and over again. So tell our listeners what it is a fashion stylist does, how it relates to not only individuals, but also some of these car markets that I mentioned.
1: Sure, sure. So I'll kind of just kind of give you an overview quickly about what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, I work with um, gentlemen that are very successful in a variety of industries, many of them in finance, not quite sure how that how that happened. But um, a lot of them, I think, have been referrals. And so I've ended up working with some, you know, complete offices and things like that. Yeah, Yeah, successful gentlemen that are either whether they're single or they're married, they realize that, you know, how how they look on the outside does, you know, play a a rather large role in um, how they're perceived and or, you know, the success that they have, you know, in business and then, you know, in dating or in life, Mm -hmm. you know, all, all those kind of situations.
0: Yeah. You know, most of us, when we see somebody, what I say, we size them up pretty quickly and it's all based on a lifetime of experiences, biases, opinion, whatever it might be. But we see somebody and very quickly we go, hmm, it's either wow or hmm.
1: <laughs> yep. And people can get the wrong impression very easily. Oh, you gosh. Know?
0: Yeah. And if you're going to trust somebody with your money, you know, and you go, oh, I'm not so sure about this guy now that others may say, well, that's the wrong way to be. But that is reality.
1: It is reality, and it's something you know people just do. Just again, based on you know their own experiences and things like that, and so, and I think you know also you know I think a lot of gentlemen that I work with they just either don't have the time or, but they realize that they're being perceived incorrectly, especially those that are single, you know, um, when they, you know, when that's such an environment where they, you know, it's a little different than business and they, you know, they really want something or some girl, you know, and they're just, and they're just, it's not happening, but also in business, you know, maybe they're moving into a new role. You know, I have some, you know, gentlemen that I work with that are, you know, moving in like from a, you know, a president role to a, you know, to the, the, the guy role, you know, or things like that. And so they need to, you know, they also need to be able to lead a team and look like they're leading the team. And, you know, obviously be, you know, they want others to, you know, they need the team to, um, to know that they're, you know, they're in charge and all that.
0: Exactly. And I think part of the challenge we face sometimes is we look at big executives, especially in the tech world. Now you, you look back at Steve Jobs, I mean, the same old clothes every day, black mock turtleneck and jeans. And it was like, wait, you're running a multi-billion dollar company and your closet has one color in it. What, what the hell is with that? Yeah, But, but you don't have to be that way. And I, I love it when people, we used to call it dress for success, but people have their own yeah. fashion statement and so forth. So let me ask the, the question this way. If I was to come to you now, I, I work at home. I work by myself. So I'm not leading anybody but me. Uh, but, uh, but I do have a, a personal persona out there. And when we're all out of lockdown, I'm out at events, car shows, and I always try to dress a certain way that kind of reflects who I am and what I try to be. What are some of the things that if I came to you and said, hey, I need to be sharpened up a little bit? What are some of the things that you would address with me? Uh, not so much answers for me, but maybe questions for me that help you define my look and what that might might be?
1: Yeah, so I think... You know, obviously, we talk about you know what you know what you do if you're married, what your wife does, what kind of events you would attend together, what you know if you have children, what kind of events you would attend for them, um, what kind of audiences are at these events, you know, where they're located, things like that. And then I think you touched on something that um, that is very important. You said, you know, I work from home, I don't always see people, and I think what I do is I have gentlemen, especially now with COVID, <laughs> yeah. that you know obviously do the same thing, and I work with lots of uh, tech uh, people in the tech industry that are in Silicon Valley. And, um, and so I hear that quite a bit, you know, I work in a very, very casual environment. And I think what I tell them with that is, I always do this, regardless if they say, I need that or not. And they're always very, very happy that I did. And it's always one of the things they comment on, is that I always make sure to provide them with some what I call walk the dog looks. Um, And this and this is, these are those looks that you put on when you're at home and you're by yourself and you're working in front of your computer. And the reason why I do this is for really two reasons. Especially this part, especially for my my single gentleman. But is you never know who's going to come to your door. Yeah. You never know. You yeah. know. Yep. And you don't want to be look, go to your door looking like a you know you know a schlub, and then it's the hottest girl ever, and <laughs> you're know? Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> well, what
0: have I done to myself?
1: Yeah. And then on the other side, you know, for the, you know, for the non, non dating part, it's, it matters to you how you look in the mirror. You know, and I think when I, it's not only, I don't want my clients to only feel good when they go out and get compliments and things like that, but also when they're by themselves, I want them to look in the mirror. And so a lot of gentlemen will reach out to me. You know, there's been some catalyst in their life, either, you know, it's a job promotion or they've recently lost weight or they're newly single or whatever it is. There's some, there's something that happened most often that, you know, that encourages them to call me, and so they're working on themselves. Clearly, they're they're putting in effort to improve their life, yeah. and I want that to show through, even when they're by themselves, because it matters so much that they see the improvement.
0: I think you're you're exactly right. You know, I've been working, and uh, well, not for too long, but I decided to make a major change in my life and get a much more healthy, and I've lost twenty eight pounds here in the last. Forty days. Wow. Yeah, and it's just it's through the simple things. It's as my wife says, eat less, move more, and yep. so, <laughs> and so doing those things. And so I'm at a point now where I have a closet full of a lot of old clothes, and they're starting to get kind of baggy and loose. And I'm I'm kind of excited about it because I can go well. Maybe now's a chance to change how I look. I don't know that I'm one to do it radically, but how would you advise me to approach that process as I get towards my goal weight, being back to where I weighed when I got married was my goal, Yeah, Uh, yeah, and, and to redefine myself in some way that also rewards me for the efforts I put in to make a decision to be more healthy.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think when I end up we do, you know, kind of our style consultation and I do all the styling and, and sourcing of items and I bring them to the client. When they actually start to, you know, begin to try things on and then really once they actually wear them out and begin to get compliments, whether it's from their wife, their neighbor, the people they're coming in contact with in business or, you know, just, just in life compliments, I think are a big thing, you know, when the compliments start to come in, people start to notice the difference or see how nice you look. It really reinforces to, you know, to, to the client or to you, you know, that, oh my gosh, you know, people are noticing my change. I really do look different. I really do look better you know, I pat myself on the back, I did a good job at whatever it was, you know, whatever it was, I I was changing in my life.
0: And you know, your, your point before too, you never know who you're going to meet. And you could go to a grocery store, you could go out to dinner, you go walk, walk the dog, (laughs) uh, and you could come across somebody that could literally change your life. And I've learned that from being a podcaster. Now, many of my, my guests calling via Skype, sometimes the cameras on, sometimes it's off. But I always try to make an effort that I assume the camera may come on and they're going to be looking at me. So I need to look presentable. Now, I don't wear a tie or anything like that, but I I don't want to be wearing a ratty T-shirt or, um, you know, something that looks terrible um, because there is that first impression that happens but you're right and i've met people on this podcast that have become friends that have changed my life and have led me into things that i never dreamed i would do did a tv show last year 13 episodes like i'm doing a tv show this is crazy so i better look a certain way i better look sharp the way people expect me to look but more importantly how do i feel about myself Mm -hmm. you know I i always ask my guests A challenge or a big failure question and we talked in our pre-show chat a little bit about this the concept behind this what are some of the biggest challenges you face with trying to let's say get an old guy like me out of my way and my old ways to to look at myself differently and dress differently i've always dressed well i've thought but it's always been very conservative and not too crazy and that's just because of me so, what are, what are some of those challenges you face with your clients that just kind of won't get out of their own way?
1: You know, I think it comes down to knowing what questions to ask, you know, really digging deep into their lifestyle, into who they are. Mm-hmm. Um and then once you understand that person better, and most of my clients, I end up working with them for for years and years, just because you know I I, I ask the questions, you know I learn about them, I you know know their family, I know their wives, I know their children, you know, and so I know I know a lot about them, and I make that um, I make that a a point to, to to know that, and so you know then once you know about that person, you know kind of what makes them tick, then you know I think it makes it a lot easier to. Um, to understand, you know, why they're resisting something, or why they want something, or why whatever that whatever the question is, it helps you to understand that, and then you know, it you're able to, okay, cool. Well, what what about this? You know, I see why you like that. You know, you're able to present other options or just present them in in ways that are better suited to that that particular client.
0: You said a very important word, Brooke. Why? And I've talked about this before with many guests. You t- you can watch a TED Talk by Simon Sinek about why, and read his book about why. And it comes back to why people do things. How do you get to the bottom of somebody's why when it comes to fashion?
1: Mm hmm. You know, again, I think it's through good question asking and listening (laughs) and taking copious notes. You know, I'm a big note taker. Um, Mm -hmm. I type my notes after my appointments with clients time consuming, but very helpful because I think, you know, the investment that I that I put into, you know, a client in the beginning really pays off throughout our relationship since I will know about that client. I'll have everything in my notes about that client and as I work with clients, you know, longer, you know, they'll end up, you know, telling me, you know, quite personal things just because they trust me and because they know that I am um, that I, I understand them. And I've, you know, I've taken the time to listen and all of that. So
0: let's uh, without exposing personal confidence in your clients, what's one of the biggest surprises that you've uncovered with a client and I'll call it a breakthrough, let's say, when you're trying to help somebody look, feel different about the way their appearance is. What's one of the biggest ones that kind of set you back and went, man, I never saw that coming. What a success.
1: (laughs) Okay. Got it. Yeah. So I've got several clients like that. You know, they, um, they're the same person, whether they're in business or, you know, out out of the office. However, their wardrobes may you know may drastically um, may, may be drastically different. And so you know some of my some of the finance uh, gentlemen that I work with when they're off work you know they may be you know buttoned up at the office or when they're you know with clients and things investors but. When it's the weekend and they're, you know, at their home at the beach or something like that, you know, I've got some that are completely punk rock. You know what I mean? Really? (laughs) You know, I mean, that's that's who they are when they're off work. And I I love it. And so we go that route. You know, I have others that, you know, when it comes time, you know, they want to, it's the weekend, they're at the beach or they're, you know, at their home, you know, golfing all weekend or whatever. Yeah. You know, they want to be they, they want to be slubby, you know, and, they, and that's what they want to be. And so I just make it so that they're in, you know, nice fabrics and they feel good when they're slubby, but, and their wives don't hate them for looking like that because they still look nice, you know? Right. Um, so I make sure that, you know, I often talk to a lot of their, their wives and, you know, ask them for, you know, obviously their input and, you know, they'll give me insight into, you know, to my client and everything as well. So, um, yeah, I think it's just you know who they are in the office, you know, in terms of dressing, and then who they are out of the office can be very different. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, I think you hit on another thing too. Is for us guys sometimes is to ask for advice. Sometimes guys don't like to do that; they don't feel like they should or need to. The times I've asked my wife or my my daughter, my beautiful daughter Paige, who is a manager at, at Nordstrom flagship store, and when I say take me shopping, for instance, when she got married last year, I said, "Look, I want to buy something nice to wear at your wedding. I want to buy a suit." A Shirt, a tie, socks, shoes. Take me shopping, and she she got me into stuff that I would have never picked. It, it, it still worked for me, and I didn't feel like the goofy, you know, father of the bride. I've still felt like me, but she got me to put things on that I would have never chosen for myself. It's because I trusted. Mm-hmm. I trusted exactly now I mentioned in your introduction and we want to touch on cars a little bit here you work with some amazing marks what are some of the things that you do for these uh, these marks I would assume it maybe involves some advertising maybe it's photography ads dressing up the models uh, doing things that take that marks presence especially when you're talking Rolls-Royce Aston Martin some very highbrow lines and applying that to what you do for them
1: Great. No, I, I absolutely love cars. I've always loved cars. Um, I'm a big car girl. Perfect. And so um so you know, I I was so excited. And I think um, on my on my social media accounts, I post cars a lot just because I I love them. Yep. And so I think that's part of the reason why <laughs> these brands reached out to me because they, you know, they saw that I was, you know, super super into cars and mm-hmm. obviously someone they needed a stylist for for um you know, for their projects. And so, yeah, I've had the honor to work with McLaren, Rolls-Royce, uh, Aston Martin, you know, and hopefully more of those in the future. Yeah. Um. And I've helped them with um. You know, new car releases, new models, and things like that. Styling shoots, um. Also styling like campaigns, and then also styling when they um. Oftentimes, you know, when there's a new car release, um. You know, everyone will fly in from you know the factory, you know the head office, and they'll do um presentations of the of the of the new release to their best client base. You know, mm, and so they'll yeah. they'll invite the clients um. You know, to you know some you know. 40 million dollar home and this is you know an example of from los angeles you know and they'll invite them in they'll fly in once from miami you know from all these different places sure. and they'll have you know a, a very nice cocktail reception and you know release the new car and then you know they can um you know they take orders right then and there you know and they've been known to sell you know Tens of you know cars that are in the you know million oh, yeah. dollar plus range right there.
0: I see that when I go to Car Week at Pebble Beach, they have all these pop-ins. I think that's the right term. Got that from my my daughter, where they have like pop-in designers that come into Nordstrom or uh, different stores. But in these car events, it's become real big for these car marks to come in and do pop-ins. Mm-hmm. I went to many parties last year. Sadly, we didn't have Car Week this year. It'll be back next year, even better and bigger and better. But things for Lamborghini, Rolls Royce, Aston Martin, Ferrari, Porsche, and you look at the They rent these magnificent homes, like you say, and they have all this awesome food. And then they have their representatives there that are always just dressed to the T's, and sometimes models around the car, sometimes not. I think this this day and age, you're getting away from the model thing, and they're using more uh, intellectual people who are there to talk about the vehicle. Could be a man or a woman, uh, rather than just what I call eye candy, like you used to see at car shows, where women just were sharing, you know, wearing tight dresses and they weren't really talking; they were just standing there. A little more
1: egalitarian. Well,
0: it's it's better for us car people because we really want to know about the car. I mean, it's nice to yep. look at a beautiful person, but you're really there to learn about the car. And if you have the pocketbook to buy one of those vehicles, am I going to part with a million bucks today and order a new ghost? You know, I don't know. Yep. We'll kind of see. But well, I think it's very cool. You are having some fun. Let's take a short break and we get back. I want to dive into this personal relationship you have with cars because this is cars. Yeah. And again, <laughs> how you define that around what you do. So sit tight, everybody again. Look sharp, keep that tie knot up to the neck, and we will be right back. <laughs> Let's step away from the conversation and talk about our charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. Among these nonprofits is TechForce Foundation, a great organization dedicated to solving the technician shortage that threatens the transportation industry today. By providing career development resources and increasing awareness and enthusiasm for the tech profession, TechForce is bringing bright young students into the auto- diesel aviation marine motorcycle motorsports and restoration worlds to date they've awarded more than 10 million dollars in scholarships and grants to tech students and in times like these i don't have to tell you how essential those techs are keeping our delivery and emergency vehicles running and keeping america rolling to learn more about tech force or to make a donation to this cause visit www.techforce.org you'll be glad you did Kevin Buckler is a winning racer and team owner of The Racers Group. He has over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24 Hour of Daytona, and a win at Le Mans. Kevin realized the racing world is about the people and founded Adobe Road Winery. He and his team have created a winning combination with The Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own with a racing twist. Just like in racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, superb taste, all blended together with a whole lot of fun. There are four carefully crafted blends with race-inspired names, Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. When you purchase all four, you get the entire lineup in a beautifully designed gift box. There's a printed description of the blends inside the box lid, and every bottle is parked in a protective, die-cut placeholder. The bottles feature three-dimensional labels, and I promise you'll want to keep them after enjoying these delicious wines. The box is so cool, you'll want to keep it too. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiasts in your life, and I have a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYA, all one word, all caps, at checkout, you'll get $10 off any purchase of wine from the Racing Series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly. Use the code CARSYAT at checkout for $10 off on your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the Racing Series. Go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code CARSYAT today to get your deal. (laughs) Cheers! All right, Brooke. We are back, and I want you to share a story that instigated this passion that you have for cars. You mentioned that you're quite the car gal. So, what was that pivotal moment in your life, and you knew that you were going to have some involvement in your life around cars?
1: Uh, you know, it's weird. Like when I was, I was thinking about this prior to prior to our call and everything. Kind of, you know, backtracking in my life. Um, I remember when I was in high school. Um, and this is like probably my first or second year in high school. I was, I would, um, I would draw and I was always drawing, I was very, very into like cars from the twenties and thirties, oh, wow. you know, wow. and, um, and forties. And, um, I would always be, you know, like drawing them and just, I, I wanted to get like a kit car and this was, you know, in high school. And then, um, my first car when I was in high school was a, um, it was a vintage Mercedes. It was a four fifty SLC. And, um, that car was, I mean, that car was hot. It was, you know, super cool. It was made in Germany. It was heavier than, I mean, this car probably weighed. I can't even tell you how much it weighed. I could just tell it was, it was a force, you know, it was a, it was a very powerful car. It would go so fast. I was living in, um, I grew up in Newport beach. And so I remember Hope my parents aren't listening, I would go <laughs> up Newport coast and I'd have my friends in the car and, and Newport coast is a very, very large hill and I could almost go a hundred in this car. Oh, I mean, okay. Yeah, cover was, your
0: ears, mom and dad.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, that car just had power behind it and it was just a cool car, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, the SLC was an interesting car because that was... That had a little bigger back seats than the SL version, if Mm -hmm. I remember right. Yeah. Now, do you remember what kind of motor your car, did it have the V8 in it? Because they came with a couple different variations. I mean, you could get as big as a 5.6 liter monster engine in that thing. Do you remember what that was?
1: I don't remember. Um, and I, you know, I think one of, the, one of the things I would love to get better at is actually knowing the specs on cars, you know, like, the, you know, those kind of details. I'm more of a, how does it look on the exterior? You <laughs> well, know that I mean?
0: That's your life. You know, I tell yeah, you, yeah, yeah, those cars, yeah, they weighed about 3,500 pounds. They were very oh, heavy. Yeah. For a, a small car. And uh, you know what I loved about those? And, and I remember these cars really well, because I was detailing cars back in, in high school and junior, junior high, high school, and even into college. And I had clients who had those SLCs when they first came out, and I, I think those cars came out actually in 71, I think that's right, Somewhere in the early 70s, and they had these little, what I call these louvered opera windows, did yours have that in the back, the little louvers in the, the back quarter window
1: yes it does yes yeah. yeah. so the back windows would like open you know like yeah. like a quarter way yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah and it had those little louvered windows and i remember them because they were a pain in the butt to clean on the, yeah. ins- in the inside so the funny things that you remember well i always ask my guests about their first special car i'm guessing that was it that 450 slc
1: yeah that was i loved that car and yeah it was it was um i mean it was just it was great <laughs> you,
0: it. you were a styling young lady oh my gosh that was a very <laughs> cool car to have as a as a teenager Well, listen, Brooke, I'm going to get into your mind a little bit here. I'm going to be your psychologist. Okay. Now, if you woke up tomorrow and you were manifest as a vehicle, now this isn't what you want to be. We all want to be something super sexy, sleek, Ferrari, you know, beautiful. This is more about your habits, your personality into a vehicle. What would Brooke Price be? More importantly,
1: why? Okay. So again, just based on kind of what I do, I guess, you know, this is, how i would see it uh-huh. but um i i would be one of the new ferraris okay and i think that why i like them um or why i would be this car is you know i think I, i'm really a porsche girl to be honest but <laughs> okay. i think new ferraris um you know there's a couple of models in particular that i just i you know i just think i love the way that they look yeah and um and they're fast and they're, they're a little more feminine, which obviously I'm a girl, so I'm feminine, even yeah. though I work you know, in an industry with men. Yep. Um. And so I think that that would be, yeah, that would be on.
0: Given the industry you work in, the focus, Um. yeah, I think I'll let you get away with that answer. I think that might work, <laughs> that might work well. But I like the fact that you're also a little bit of a Porsche gal because I love Porsches. They're the car of choice. Ferraris are wonderful, but... I've never really, I should say, lusted for a Ferrari. I've always liked Porsches and it's just because of I don't know, just always liked them, and, and they're reliable, yeah. and they're cool, and they're fast, and they're fun. And
1: You can run them yourself. You know, they aren't super, you know, challenging compared yeah. to the others, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, except for all the new cars today. They're, they're all kind of complicated. I don't even think you can see the engines in most new cars these days, except for some of those beautiful Ferraris with the glass over the engines in the back. Ah, yeah, they're certainly stunning. All right, well, Brooke, we're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off some questions, get some quick blips of that Ferrari throttle. So here we go. What? Uh, what's one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success in life over the years?
1: Uh, perseverance.
0: Yeah, hard work, perseverance. Yeah, definitely grit. All those things work for entrepreneurs. Now, if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be?
1: Uh, Okay, so this is in the automotive industry. I would say one of the guys that drives for Formula One. Um, I follow a lot of them, so I I don't know exactly which one I would choose. I'd have to think about that even more. But (laughs) uh, I would say one of the guys that drives for F1.
0: Okay, now let me let me mix it up a little bit. How about in the fashion world? Is there a fashion person that you'd like to sit down and talk with?
1: Okay, I would say Tom Ford, and the reason why I would pick Tom Ford is just because um, he's also gotten into film and things like that. I know that he and I, I oftentimes will um, will help uh, clients with their homes, uh, and he's very good in the wow. home decor space as well. Yeah, Um, I mean, really done everything from small to big, and so I feel like I can get a lot, um, you know, a lot from that conversation.
0: Oh, absolutely! I mean, you think about one of the kings of fashion and home would be uh, Ralph Lauren, um, and that whole look and everything uh, with home decor and everything. But these days, a lot of these fashion designers have broken out of just clothing, which is pretty cool. Uh, So they can bring that whole lifestyle to every part of somebody's life, and even into some of the of the automobile designs and colors, and yachts, and airplanes, and you know, all this fun stuff. So
1: I was coordinating. I've seen that before on, you know, they, if they have a, a plane or a jet of some kind.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, when, when it comes to automotive advice, and I'm going to actually, I'm going to change this question up for you. When it comes to fashion advice, what's the best one piece of advice you would offer a man when it comes to fashion?
1: And I think men will, I think men would appreciate this too. I know my clients do. Um Keep it simple. Just because you know, I think that makes it easier for you to get dressed. You know, you want it to um, to look nice, and I think that comes into having three pieces. You know, and that that's pretty simple. Um, it doesn't need to be complicated. Just keep it simple, and you know, stick with luxury fabrics, and you'll you know nice cuts and tailoring, and you'll be just fine.
0: I tell you, the thing for me, and because I'm a visual person, I've been a designer um, and tactile person. Is when you feel a piece of fabric. Mm-hmm. It makes a world of difference. And something might look pretty good, but when you go up and touch it, to me, that's what either stops me or go, ooh, ooh, I like this. I think this would feel good against my skin. The way it lays on a body is really, really key for me, but that's because I'm more of a visual designery kind of person. So, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, but I love the idea of keeping it simple. Uh, Otherwise things get pretty complicated. Now, when it comes to resources, is there one in particular you'd like to share with others that you really enjoy a go-to for you?
1: Yeah. And so I'm going to give one, you know, for the fashion industry. And the reason why I want to mention this one is I kind of want to get rid of any stigma that's attached to it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot of girls, you know, will know women will know um, about Pinterest. And so Um, but very few men use it. And so I know that, um, you know, that, that are, you know, men that are looking for kind of, you know, ways to up their style a little bit, they have a hard time looking for inspiration. And so I would just encourage men, don't feel like it's a space only for women because it's not, Um, you know, if you're looking to kind of, you know, up, up your style, feel free to go to Pinterest, create a Pinterest page, you can create tons of little albums. And then Pinterest will give you, you know, countless ideas based on, you know other images you've loaded, they're of a similar genre. Mm-hmm. and so it's a it makes it a lot easier for them to you know to get inspiration and to kind of you know have a, a launch pad to to you know changing up their look or updating their style.
0: Well, I think it's a good recommendation. When I started doing what I'm doing, i I kind of launched a Pinterest thing. I' have never touched it because I started looking going, oh, this is all women. I basically have a men, um, a male audience, although it's it's migrated and changed over time. And just recently, my wife and I are looking at doing some remodeling of some bathrooms in our home. And my daughter said, well, dad, go to Pinterest and just type in keywords and look at what other people have done because that's where we get great ideas. And uh, so I've kind of rediscovered it. So I'm glad you mentioned it. And there's also a lot more car stuff there. I think we think of Instagram as just kind of the place to go for car imagery. Uh, But there's a lot of stuff there on Pinterest. So I'll put a note. Do you have your own Pinterest page?
1: I do. And I can send you a link to it. And so, you know, I create an album for every client that I have. They're obviously private, but I create lots of other albums. And it's just like, it's a great place to to find other inspiration and see what others are wearing, see how others have, you know, have put different looks together, you know, and, and it's a good place. It's not just, you know, from a, a brand where you feel like, you know, you're being pitched, you know, everything that, that comes from their line. Right.
0: That's uh, great. Awesome. I'll always remind our listeners here that Brooke will have her own show notes page on the Car Show website with links to everything, all her social media, her website. So you can go there in case you're driving or walking or riding or whatever you're doing while you're listening to the show. You'll always be able to find her on the Car Show website. Just type Brooke, B-R-O-O-K-E, last word, last name, I should say Price. That's pretty simple. Uh, right into their, uh, into the search bar there. Now, when it comes to books, is there a, a great book you might recommend?
1: Sure. So I'm going to recommend a style one. And there's there's so, so many. Um, and I just I, I try to, you know, devour and, you know, try to eat as many of these as I can <laughs> on an ongoing basis. Yep. Um, but I think one that's kind of general and that, um, you know, I think pretty mm-hmm. much anybody would would enjoy um, is one by Esquire. And it is called um, The Little Black Book. Yes. Um, and it just kind of has. Are you familiar with it? I am, yeah. And also their handbook of style. And so I think that, you know, this is just a, a, it's a very small book, you know, it's something you can carry, you know, in your, you know, in your backpack or something like that. It's about half the size of a regular book and it just has lots of answers to a lot of the questions I get asked by clients on a pretty frequent basis. And so it's just a good, you know, easy read, obviously, and, you know, good um, and everything, you know, classic style and just, it it gets, again, it kind of gets you going and answers a lot of those, those, you know. Questions that everyone kind of has.
0: Absolutely, great references, and I'll remind our listeners: there's a great place on the Carjia yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where there's over 1,700 books listed there by my inspiring automotive enthusiast guests. I made it real easy for you with a quick click to buy. So check it out under the Resources tab on the Carjia yeah website. All right, Brooke, we're almost there. Uh, this last question though can be a bit of a doozy, but we'll see what happens. I'm going to buy you a collector car today—something really fun, not a daily driver. But I want it to be something on the weekend you'd walk out in your garage and go, that's what I'm driving today. Thank you very much, Mark. But there are some rules to this game. You can't sell it to fund another business or uh, buy a bunch of other cars with or houses. This has got to be a keeper. I want you to drive it and enjoy it. So pick something that makes kind of some sense. But it's the only one cool collector car you can have. So it has to really be uh, an everything car for you, aside from a daily driver. We'll let you just stick to whatever you drive every day. So what am I buying Brooke Price today?
1: Okay, again, I'm a Porsche girl, so I'm going to include – I'm going to have two. I know Uh I'm only allowed to have one. (laughs) <laughs> okay. okay. Sorry, we'll
0: stop um, we'll start with two, but I'm gonna force you to pick one just so you know, because otherwise I'll have sixteen hundred and sixty six people on the phone going, Mark, why is Brooks so special? But oh, but tell let, let's start okay. with the two cars.
1: Okay, rule breaker, I know, typical. <laughs> um okay, so the Ferrari F forty, just a hot cool car and oh, classic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what's the other one?
1: Okay, the 911 turbo flap I forgot how to pronounce it. Flakbow? bow. Flocked
0: bow. Yeah, yeah, the slant nose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. beautiful.
1: I mean just again a yeah. classic car just you know, can't go wrong. Just
0: Yeah. Oh, so you're kind of an old school lady, aren't you?
1: Yeah, no, I love old. Yeah, I think um I just I love I, I yeah, I I mean even when I think about buying a new car, there are, you know, there's maybe one or two that I would say I'm I'm hyped about. Otherwise it's really, you know, they have to be older.
0: Well, the slant nose is an interesting vehicle because they took the turbo body and obviously chopped the nose down a little bit. Really was done originally for the race cars, the 934s, 935 race cars uh, that were so successful. But there was an option. In fact, the car I have is an 87 Turbo, and uh, I have a really unique one. I call it my Orange Crush. They only made three of them in this color, and one of the three has the Flock bow or Slant Nose option, which was about an right. eight or $9,000 option, so you're an expensive date. I had, a fe- <laughs> I, had expe- I had a feeling you might be, but then when you, huh. you arrive into the F40 nosebleed territory of car expenses, you're talking analog, you're talking a brutal car that you've got to be very careful in. Mm-hmm. or you'll have some damages so like i said i can't buy you two i'm sorry brooke i'm only <laughs> gonna buy you one car today so let's just say for today which of those two are you gonna pick
1: i mean hands down the porsche i i always say i'm a porsche girl oh, i am
0: yeah you're lady yeah. after my own heart now what color <laughs> just so i get this right
1: white everything white i always
0: have white cars white okay oh. Yeah, kind of, kind of Miami Vice-ish, if yeah, you will. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you like to go for something crazy on the inside since the outside's white?
1: I mean, I would probably go. I mean, if I was, you know, kind of redoing things and making it, you know, ultra cherry, I would probably love to do a white interior although i've had white interiors and oh they're yeah. nightmare yeah <laughs> such a nightmare but you know what it's my car it's my dream car so i'm going white
0: <laughs> there you go white on white all right well sets the tone for somebody beautiful sitting in the front seat so i think that will be absolutely awesome
1: uh,
0: yeah brooke you've taken me on a great ride today this has been a lot of fun i want to thank you for sharing your automotive and fashion journey with us today before i let you go though would you offer our listeners one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down the coast highway in that slant nose turbo?
1: Sure, sure. I think just on a style front, um, I would encourage, you know, every gentleman out there to to look at, you know, upping their game a little bit. I think they, you know, they'd be surprised at how much better, um, even if they already feel good, but just at how much, you know, even better they feel and just, um, you know, more confident and how much more successful they are and how much better people unfortunately, will treat you if you if you do kind of um, up up your look a bit.
0: Absolutely. Up your look. And how can people follow you and learn more about you?
1: Yeah. So I am on pretty much every social media place. The one I'm most active on would be or the two would be LinkedIn and Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is underscore style. S-T-Y-L-E by B-Y and then Brooke B-R-O-O-K-E. And then underscore. And then um, you can also go to my website, which is stylebybrook.com. Um And my LinkedIn has, uh, my website has a, a link to my um, LinkedIn from there. Yes, I mean I'd love to, you know, chat with anyone that, you know, wants a little bit of help or advice or, you know, whatever the case may be.
0: Absolutely. I make sure to put all these links on Brick Shono's page so you can follow her and up your style. And I would encourage all of you out there in this world of COVID right now, working at home, and a lot of us are gonna be working at home for a long time in the future. You'd be amazed if you just put on something sharp. How different you feel, even if you're just going to go out and walk the dog, which is what I'm doing after this conversation. So now I better up my game a little bit for my walk with Warden, or as I call them, my talks with Warden, because he's a good listener. He doesn't talk back and he likes everything I say. So
1: uh, (laughs)
0: that's why I like walking him. Brooke, thank you for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your enthusiasm, your passion, and uh, the way that you help people feel better about themselves and look better too. Until you and I talk again. I'll see you, looking sharp, down the road.
1: Okay, thank you so much, Mark. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Bye. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must-read. Whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two, or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code CARSYA, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH, and you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right, $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars Yow for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting, but what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, A Couple's Humorous Journey Through the Confusing World of Finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt and it's probably the only book on finance with a v-max on the front cover and a classic mini cooper on the back the book's available at amazon for just ten dollars and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future i gave copies to each of my children all securities are through money concepts capital corp christopher kimball financial services is not affiliated with money concepts capital corp get your copy the saga of ike and penny today